Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. I want to preach for just a few moments simply from a message, and I need you to help me preach today. I need you to help me preach today. Look at someone real quick and just tell them, say, neighbor, my forecast has changed. My forecast has changed. Brothers and sisters, saints, and friends, whoever you are, wherever you're from, in the room, on campus, and online, I begin by sharing my experience when I woke up this morning and walked out of the hotel on my way to church. I had the blinds down because I do a 7 a.m. virtual service at home that I was up for, and I didn't want the glare from outside to come into the room, and so I did not realize until I walked outside that it was raining real bad. Yeah, I don't know how it is in North Carolina, but at home in Atlanta, uh, if folks think it's going to rain, they stay home. Yeah. If somebody said it might rain, it's a 30% chance, but I, I, it's, I just can't take that chance. I'm going to stay home today. I'm going to Bedside Baptist. I'll be on nine. I was looking at the rain and looking at how beautiful it was as it fell from the sky, but it reminded me of this text that we read today because this text describes another encounter with the people and rain. For it is here in 1 Kings chapter number 18 that we find the people of God in a drought. They are in a space in time where rain has not fallen. They're in a drought, and it's important that we understand that this drought is not caused by natural occurrences. No, 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 no. That this is not a drought that has been caused by shifting lunar patterns or global warming or climate change, but this drought has been caused exclusively and directly as a result of their own disobedience. I know we're not supposed to say that the D word in church, but I need you to understand, world overcomers, that disobedience always results in a drought. Disobedience always results in the heavens being shut up above you. And the Bible says that they are in this drought caused by disobedience, but in order to understand it better, you have to look a little bit closer at who their king is. For the Bible tells us they're under the leadership of a man by the name of King Ahab. Ahab, the Bible says, was more wicked than any of the kings before him. Ahab. Ahab was was evil in the sight of the Lord because he led in a series of, of rebellious decisions that compromised the character and consistency and the purity of the people's worship. He introduced idolatry in the land, but we know 
this because in part his decision was influenced by who he married. Yeah, he, he marries. The Bible says a woman by the name of Jezebel. Jezebel, I'm a judge. I'm, I hope you don't judge me real quick, but I come from the kind of church where uh, before I could spell Jezebel, I knew who Jezebel was because I, I grew up in the sanctified holiness church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can look around. I see some of you. You got a tambourine at home right now in the closet with dust on it. I know. Uh -huh. I grew up in, in that kind of church. And so I always thought that Jezebel was just the sister that came to church with too much makeup on. Y'all judging me. I knew you would. I, I thought Jezebel was the sister whose skirt was just a little bit too short and she had no stockings on. I thought, I thought that Jezebel was about jewelry and big earrings. But the truth of the matter is Jezebel is not a woman. Jezebel has nothing to do with clothes. Jezebel is not about makeup or jewelry. Come here, church. Jezebel is a spirit of rebellion. I'm going to find somebody to talk to me in here in a while. Jezebel is about rebellion. Jezebel is about control. And Ahab shows us that all of the wrong he does after the fact is influenced by the fact he married himself to the wrong one. Can I, can I pause and tell somebody in this season as we are here for winter revival as we look closer to 2023? I'm going to see who's real enough to talk to me. You got to be careful who you marry next year. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. Don't, don't reduce it to walking down the aisle. Here comes the bride. No, I'm not just talking about matrimony. Marriage speaks to becoming one with. And some of you, your spirit is jacked up today because you have married too many friends who are leading you in a path that God does not have for your life. Lord, where are the real people in this church? You, you got to be careful about marrying your spirit to people that always have something negative to say. You, you, you got to be careful. You're trying to build a business. You're trying to lead enterprise. You can't be married to friends and associates and, and become one with people that will always tell you what you can't do and tell you what you don't have and tell you what's not working for you. You need some people in your life that would tell you I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know when but I do know who and if God be for you. Mm. He's more than the world that can be against you. He, he has messed up by getting in the wrong relationship and the people of God have been led away from their God. It's in 1 Kings 16 that the Bible confirms that Ahab was worse than all of his predecessors but it is here now in this situation that a prophet emerges by the name of Elijah. Elijah has grown weary of seeing the people live beneath their privilege. Elijah has grown weary of watching them sink into moral and spiritual decay and Elijah stands and he issues a challenge to the people. I'm in verse 19 in your Bible. He looks at them and says therefore send and bring me all of Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and those that sit and eat at Jezebel's table he says hear this now we're going to have a challenge. He, he says, essentially, it's challenge day. 
what he does them is he looks at them in verse 21 and says here's what we're going to do I want you to answer this question how long halt ye between two opinions if the Lord be God follow him but if Baal be God then follow him he is speaking to the fact church don't miss me that the people are torn between two lovers if you will that they're torn between two mindsets they they are in one day and out the next he says how long haunt ye between two opinions and that word haunt means to jump back and forth between and can I talk to you and tell you that there are some of you in this room right now that are halting between two opinions am I going to be a great man or a mediocre man am I am I going to be a phenomenal business owner or an average business owner am I going to be a real disciple or just a nominal Christian he says how much longer are you going to jump back and forth in other words tell your neighbor it's time to make a decision mm. no 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 I need you to let that ring out across these pretty blue chairs tell tell someone else on the other side of you it's time to make a decision can I tell you that I came on the way from Atlanta to tell someone that you were standing on the brink of another year and the only thing that will change when the clock strikes midnight on December 31st is the date if you don't make a decision I'm gonna change I, you, you can make every resolution you want to you can go and get a membership at Planet Fitness and Lifetime but you will still oh Lord help me in here you still gonna be big on spring break if you don't change I don't have no real folk in here today. Yeah, you got to go in your wallet and take your Krispy Kreme rewards card out. Ah, Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. And sow it into one of the youth ministry. You, you got to make a decision to do something different. Tell your neighbor one more time, make a decision. He says, how, how long are we going to be torn between? He, he says, here's what we're going to do. He says, we're going to issue a challenge. And what we're going to do in this challenge is we're going to set up two altars. We are, we're going to set up two altars. One will go to Baal and one will go to God. And he says, what we're going to do is whichever God answers by fire, that's who we're going to serve which whichever God answers by fire that's who we're going to serve whichever God answers by everybody say fire that that's who we're going to serve now what's interesting is Baal's name Baal is the God they have left God to serve he is the false God they're now worshiping his name means he who dwells in fire notice this now it would seem that Elijah is at a disadvantage because he's made the wind determined by whoever answers by fire and the God that he's up against is the God who is known, hear me now, to dwell in fire. But what Elijah was doing for telling y'all that will receive it here is he was trying to show them that the thing you left me for is the thing I had over here all along. And can I talk to somebody and tell you that what the enemy would love to do is to get you to walk away from your relationship with God. He would love to get you to abandon 
your commitment and your covenant with God to get something that God has for you already. Okay, let me go old school. At the church I grew up in, they used to sing a song that said, what you need, God's got it. Hmm. He's got everything that you need. And you don't have to be a singer. You don't need your own mic. You don't have to have some in-ears to just talk to somebody real quick and just tell them until it gets in the atmosphere. Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, what you need, God's got it. Tell somebody, say, neighbor, God's got your money. God's got it. Tell somebody, God's got your relationship. God's got it. God's got your promotion. God's got it. You don't have to compromise your character. You don't have to drop your standard. You don't have to act out of yourself to get what God had. Tell somebody one more time, God's got what you need. If you believe it, I wish you would just open your mouth right there and just shout loud like God's got what you need. You almost said it like you believe it. You almost said it like you mean it. One more time, give God glory like he has what you need. He says, yes, God, I feel I feel provision walking in the house right now. Can I speak over? Yes, Lord, I feel you now. Can I prophesy over somebody and tell you I know what the date says, I know what the calendar says, but God still got time to bless you this year. I wish I had a church. No, Pastor Moore, it's the fourth quarter. Don't you know God still got time on the clock to give you a fourth quarter comeback? Somebody shout, he still has time. Hallelujah to God. He still has time. He, he says, I feel you now. He says, oh, yes, Lord, healing is in the house now. Provision is in the house now. He, he says, we're going to see which God answers by fire. You all can go first. And so those that serve Baal, they stand and they begin to go through their motions. And the Bible says they called on Baal from morning until noon, but there was no answer. Elijah begins to mess with them from the sideline and he says hey 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 maybe your God has not answered you because he's on vacation right now <laughs> maybe hey maybe Baal has not answered you because he's in another meeting right now he, he, he said hey hey I know what it is maybe Baal is taking a nap right now or having a bathroom break but I wonder do I have any world overcomers in here that are glad you serve a God that never sleeps or I don't know I don't know if I have anybody that's ever been through anything but are there any real people that can just pause and forget about who looking at you and just give God glory because you found out not just through what your mama said not just through what pastor said but you know what it is to have your back against the wall and you found out if I call on Jesus Mm, he will answer prayer the Bible the Bible says that they go through all of these motions but there is no fire they got nervous they got scared and the prophets of Baal the Bible says took knives and begin to cut themselves and bleed on the sacrifice thinking that if Baal would not answer the oxes or the bull's blood he would respond to theirs all of this jumping all of this shouting but there's still no fire and can I come out of first kings and step in to the church today and tell you 
that there's a parallel because this is how a lot of our churches are. We've got a lot of noise, a lot of motion, a lot of activity, but there is no fire. I wish I had a witness in here. We've got motions, we've got performance, but there is no fire. But where are the real people that came to winter revival to put a demand on the Holy Ghost and say, I'm not leaving church the same way I came? I'm not leaving here just going through motions. I need the fire of the Holy Ghost to move in my house, to move on my job. I just need those of you that want real fire to open up your mouth and just shout right now, right here. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. And so the Bible, the Bible says that they have worn themselves out and it's now Elijah's turn. Now notice what he does in verse number 30. They, they've gone through all of this and the Bible says in verse 30 that the people came near unto him, watch me, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. I need you to get this. I need you to catch this. He's getting ready to do what he does but first woman of God he repairs the altar I need you to get this in your notes and in your spirit number one there will be no rain until your altar is repaired let me say that again there will be no rain until your altar is repaired your, your altar your altar your altar I know you got a website but do you have an altar I know I know you got business cards but do you have an altar I know I know you got connections but do you have an altar I know you got a strategy but do you have an altar I thought this was revival I wish I wish I had maybe somebody that would just ask your neighbor say neighbor when was the last time you checked your altar? Ah, what do you mean, Pastor? Because an altar is a place of sacrifice and submission. An altar. An altar is a place of intercession and introspection. And God says, I'm not sending rain to people that haven't asked but don't have an altar. Ooh, God, I wish I had somebody in here that says, Lord, create in me a desire to commune with you like I used to when I first got saved. Lord, Take me back to the place where even when I was tired, I still got my prayer time in. I didn't let get lost in social media scrolling and did not talk to you. Lord, give me my altar back. I'm talking to somebody that needs to know that God says, I want some people that don't just want my hand, but you want my face. And I'm here to tell somebody, God said, if you build the altar, I'll build your business. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you build the altar, I'll build your family. If you build the altar, I'll build your brand. Can I get somebody right now just to open up your mouth and begin to construct an altar right where you stand with your worship? Uh, come on, come on. You're quiet, you're dry. You've been in that place too long. But God said, I need you to build an altar. I know you're trying to build momentum. I know. You're trying to build your team, and that's wonderful, but God said build your altar. Let me hear the sound of altar builders right here. Oh, come on. I need an altar back there. Come on. Your children need you to have an altar. Come on. Your marriage.
church is hinging on your ability to build an altar. Come on, build drives. He says, number one, number one, there's no rain until your altar is repaired. But then after this, the Bible says he prays. I got to close here now. He prays and the Lord sends the fire. Because whenever you build an altar to God, he always responds in the fire. And the Bible, the Bible, the Bible says, then in verse number 39, that after the fire, has fallen it says that when the people saw it they fell on their face and they said the Lord he is God they said it twice the Lord he is God in other words come here church they redirected their devotion and here's what God sent me here to tell you before I run out of here to this airport he said to tell you number one there is no rain until your altar is repaired but number two you won't hear rain until God hears repentance. Oh, I thought this was winter revival. Can I tell you, revival does not happen until altars are repaired and until repentance goes up. I know we don't talk about repentance no more, but we're the real people that are honest enough to say, I'm glad I repented. I didn't say apologize, I said repentant. Because repentance and apologizing are not the same thing. Oh, repentance means I turn and go in a new direction. Anybody in here honest enough and not ashamed of who looking at you to testify and say, I'm glad I repented. Oh, if you would have known me this time 10 years ago, you wouldn't even want to sit next to me on this row. You wouldn't want to hear me sing, see me shout, hear me teach, hear me preach. Oh, but I'm glad I repented. And so then the Bible, the Bible says that after they repaired the altar, they then go and they repent. And I'm here to tell somebody that today is your day to say, God, I'm ready to repent. I'm not saying that you're not saved and don't love God. But I am saying that sometimes you need to turn from some stuff. Some of us need to repent for walking in doubt and allowing depression to sit on our lap. But Lord, I'm turning away from that. Look up and down your row and say, neighbor, 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 neighbor. It's your season to repent. You didn't have the right neighbor. Look at somebody else and say, oh, neighbor, it's your season to repent. But then the Bible says that after the altar is repaired and after the people of God repent, it then says something in verse number 40. It says that Elijah goes and takes the prophets of Baal and takes them down to the brook called Kishon and he slew them there. In other words, he has a revolution. And I need you to ask somebody next to you one more time. Say, neighbor, 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 neighbor. Are you ready for a revolution? Because a revolution is a bloody affair. A revolution means something gotta die so that something else can live. And I wonder, is there anybody in here that's ready for God to revolutionize your life? Kill the 
crude way of thinking so that your mind can live in me. I want you to kill my old addictions and my excuses so that I can be the man or the woman you want me to be. He kills the old thing so that the new thing can live. And I'm gone when I tell you that it's in the very next verse after the repairs are made, after repentance has gone off, and after the revolution has taken place, that Elijah says to Ahab, he says, get thee up. He says, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. And that's all I came to tell somebody. You've been sitting in a low place for too long now. It's time to get on up. You've been in a down place for too long now. It's time to get on up. Have been heavy for too long. It's time to get on up. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Get, 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 get on up. Y'all ain't preaching today. He says to Ahab, I want you to go home and send your servant. Look, and I'm preaching here. I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to help me. Do you mind if I found somebody to just help me preach today? Do you mind if I use this, sir? I need you to run up those steps because the Bible says that he tells his servant, I want you to go out there and tell me what you see. I'm going to make you work today. And the servant runs. He runs out there. He runs out there. He looks around. He looks all around. Looks all around. But then he runs back to where the prophet is. Don't you see him running? And the prophet says, Tell me, what did you see? He said, I'm sorry. I don't see anything. And this is where a lot of us are. We want to sit down and said, I must have missed God. You want to sit down and said, I guess I was wrong. But you got to have the faith that says, I know in whom I believe. He said, go back and look again. I wish I had somebody that would look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you. I know I've seen some unfulfilled promise in 2022. I've got some prayers that haven't been answered in 2022. I've got some family that's still unsaved in 2022. But God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, I'm going to look again. Tell somebody, look again. Come on back, servant. He went one time. He went two times. He went three times. He went four times. Five. Five times. Six times. And didn't see nothing. But I just heard the Lord say to tell somebody, be not weary. 
the seventh time, and on the seventh time, he said, what did you see? Don't you see the servant? He's tired, his hands are on his knees, he's winded, I said, it's winded, don't it look windy? And he said, prophet, it might not be much, but off in the distance, I see a cloud like a man's hand. I'm going to Atlanta, but I came back here to tell somebody, and world overcomers, I see a cloud, and I hear a sound. I'm not preaching now, I'm prophesying over your life. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. There's a cloud headed to your house, a cloud headed to your job, a cloud headed to your family. Let's go higher. Is there anybody in here that can just tell your neighbor? Say, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. I want you to know I hear a sound and I see a cloud. I hear abundance and I see you limited. I hear favor and I see you promoted. I hear salvation and I see your family say, your scholarship, and I see you walking. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Do you hear it? If you hear that sound, lift your voice and give God glory. Cause your forecast calls for rain. It's going in your house. It's going on your job. It's going on your head. Yeah. If you believe it, don't wait till the battle's over. Don't wait till the year's over. Open your mouth and shout right now. Shout for the rain. Shout for the overflow. Sound for the abundance. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? One more time. Prophetic people, lift your hands and say, Lord, see the rain, I see it coming through tears, when I see rain, through opposition, I see rain, but there are some things coming on our church that are so big, your testimony is, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, I said eyes have not seen, have not heard I said eyes have not seen ears not heard I said eyes not seen ears not heard I said eyes not seen ears not heard I said eyes not seen ears not heard 
Without the music. Shh, hold on, musicians. Ain't no praise team. Shh, hold on, praise team. I want to hear what it sounds like when people get a glimpse of the cloud. Go, go, go. Don't sit next to no dry people next Sunday. What does it sound like when you get a glimpse of the cloud? Everybody's standing. Everybody's standing. I'm here to declare to world overcomers, get ready, get ready. It's going to rain. Old quartet singer God said, God told Noah. Just to build an ark, 40 cubits high, 40 cubits wide. Did it rain for 40 days and 40 nights. But I'm here to tell you, God told Mark to tell the world overcomers, it's getting ready to rain. Some of you have been in a drought. Watch me, not just this year. Some of y'all have been in a drought since the pandemic started. Tell the truth. Ain't nobody here but us. Some of y'all were in a drought before the pandemic. Your business, your money, your family, your mental health, your joy, your peace, your anointing, everything was dry. But God said, in order to get the rain, number one, you got to repair your altar. When was the last time you did an altar inspection? I know you got your oil changed. When was the last time you got your altar serviced? I know you got your air filters changed. Some of y'all finally even changed the batteries in your smoke detector. Because we've been watching your Facebook lives beeping for years now. I'm, I'm glad, finally. But when was the last time you assessed your altar? Because if the truth will be told, some of our altars are in disrepair. They're broken down. They're out of order. Because you only use it when you need something. God is saying, I miss the sound of your voice. Build your altar back. But God, I don't have time to pray. I'm trying to build a business. God said, you build the altar, I'll build the business. God, God I don't have time to pray. I'm trying to build my brand. God said, you build the altar, I'll build your brand. Because the altar is not where we build stuff. The altar is where God builds us. Repair your altar, but then there has to be the sound. This is revival. There has to be the sound of repentance. If there will be rain, if there will be revival, there must be the sound of repentance. 
I'm here to tell our church, revival will not come just because we have a series of services. Not, not, not authentic revival. Revival will not come just because we put out a flyer. No, 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 no. Not authentic revival. Revival only comes through real repentance. God, I was going this way, but I'm turning. This relationship don't glorify you. I repent. I know. You're looking at Christmas coming and you want to have matching pajama photo shoots. But God, I know this don't bring you glory. I repent. I'm, turn I'm making a call today. I can't do this no more because I, I got a call on my life. I can't do it. I repent. God, I know. I know. I prayed for a job. And then you gave me the job and then I got the job and stopped coming to church like I should. But I repent. I'm turning back to you. But then there must be a revolution. Elijah killed out the old. Because watch this. I need you to shout here. He says in this new rainy season, there's some stuff from yesterday that can't cross over to today. Uh, 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 uh. Some stuff got to die here. And I'm telling you, as we get ready to go to 2023, there's some stuff that has to die in 2022. It's got to die now. It's got to die now. Come on, tell the truth. There's some stuff in you that you need to kill. Your temper is too quick. You about to end up on first 48. You got to kill it. Because if you don't kill it, it will kill you. Some of you, your mouth is too quick. You need the Holy Spirit to shut your mouth and save your future. I got to kill it now. After repairs to the altar, after repentance, after revolution, it is then that we hear the sound of rain. I'm here to tell you, rain is just waiting on you to turn hear the sound he says you got to be persistent don't stop when you don't see it keep looking but if you can do that God says I want to change your forecast the drought is over in your home on your job on your campus I'm declaring and decreeing world overcomers the drought is over the drought is over I need you right now lift those hands as high as you want God to take you and I want you to open up your mouth and give him 60 seconds of worship right here if you believe that the drought is over. Oh, rain, rain on us. Won't you please shower down, shower down. Let your one more time say. Yeah. 
seconds as I turn this service over I want you listen to me to make a commitment I'm not gonna wait till I feel the rain my, my grandmother my grandmother went home to be with the Lord I'm giving the service over 94 years old grandma and granddaddy moved to Detroit Michigan but grandma was born in Oxford Mississippi and I'll never forget being in the kitchen sometimes with my grandmother's little boy and she'd say, oh, it's going to rain today. Gra Grandma, it's, it's sunny outside. Yeah, baby, she's cooking. Yeah, baby, it's going to rain today. Grandma, you don't have the news on. The radio didn't say it was going to rain. We, you don't have the TV on. The meteorologist didn't say it's going to rain. Yeah, baby, I know it's going to rain. It's going to rain today, though. I never understood... But she said something that blew my mind. Grandmama, how do you know it's going to rain? She said, I smell rain. You, sm you smell, she said, yeah, baby, it's, it's going to rain. I can smell it in the atmosphere. And sure enough, as time went on, I'd look outside. Clouds had formed and rain was falling. In other words, she didn't have to see it to know it was coming. And I need a hundred of us in this room that can say, I don't see it. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know where it's coming from. But the way my faith is set up, I declare I smell rain in the atmosphere. I, hey, I need you to open your mouth right now. We walk by. I can feel the rain. And not by sight. I want you to open your mouth and give God glory now because feel the rain. Come on, get out of your seat. Forget about who's looking at you. Open your mouth right now. 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 Give God glory for the rain. Say shower down. Shower down. Shower down. to come here this morning. Since you're here, you might as well get whatever the yep. Lord has for you. Yeah, the Lord has been dry around here a little bit. 
situations, Lord, it hasn't been working like I thought it was gonna work. God, I've been shaking like Samson and nothing is happening. But today he came to reassure you that he's watering the ground. Rain is coming to your home. Rain is coming to your life. A restoration of rain now. A restoration of rain now. A restoration of rain now. If it looks dark for your children, just start calling it now. Restoration of rain now. If it looks dark for your relationship, a restoration of rain now. If it looks dark in your career or your your job or your business, just right, call it forth. The Bible says to speak those things that are not as though they already are. So you have the power. Death and life are both in the power of the tongue. Don't let the enemy rob you of this opportunity to speak over your own life. Serious, y'all. Open your mouth and speak over your own life. Not just the preacher. You speak over your life. It's going to rain in my home. It's going to rain on my job. It's going to rain for my children. It's going to rain for everything I need. That's right. That's right. Don't let the enemy rob you. Listen, let's do something in this moment here. That's somebody who's getting the rain. Surround the sound. That's right. That's right. That's, right. That's somebody who understands. Breathe new life with this. Send a refreshing you. That's right. I see you here in the chat. That's right. That's right. Rain in your house. That's right. Shower down. It's raining for me. That's your own Yes. Somebody said, I don't see it, but I can smell it. It's in the atmosphere. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Listen, in this moment. Come on, hands raised one more time. Say
given the victory part. If you see that QR code, scan that QR code. But don't be so quick to run out. I want you to give. You're like, Lord, I'm believing you to reign. But I want you not only to reign, I want you to reign on this seed. Because I need this seed to reproduce. I need this seed to give me a harvest. I want you to sow now. I want you to sow now. I want you to sow now. Whatever comes to your mind, if it's $50, if it's $100, if it's $500, whatever it is, I want you to sow in these moments. Yep, these guys in blue, they will serve you. The buckets are going to pass you in a minute. So if you're saying, I want to just give cash, if you have cash on, you want to give that, I want you to give in these moments right now. This is a good time to sow. When you hear a word like that, when the Lord restores hope and the Lord reminds you that I've got you, I'll take care of you, that's the time to be like, yep, God, I'm going to sow right here because I trust. God, because I believe. The Bible says in Haggai 3, that your latter shall be greater than your former. And in this place will I give you peace, saith the Lord of hosts. So while it's raining, while the Lord is taking care of the ground, he's going to give you peace and you won't have to fret about it anymore. I want you to sow knowing that this morning. Come on, they're passing the bucket through to you now. Yeah. Pastor Mark Moore, come on, let's clap our hands if you enjoy that word from the Lord. That was awesome. I love our pastor. He never leaves us uncovered, always leaves us in capable hands. So glad to see all of you today. Make sure that you tune in. Those of you who are watching online, those of you who are in the room, on Wednesday night at 7 p.m., we have a, a special guest that will be preaching on Wednesday night. And I want y'all to tune in. We usually don't give you the reveal. But our old kids, our children's pastors, preaching Wednesday night. And y'all want to tune in to hear Pastor Alberto on Wednesday night. Then we'll be right back here together next Sunday when our Pastor Al G, let's give it up for Pastor Al G, will be leading us in communion next Sunday morning. So y'all, come on, that'll be our last communion of 2022. And we want to make sure that you are all 
a part of it. Let's stand. We're going to go home. Uh, definitely, if you want to sign up for the Christmas, to participate in any area of Christmas, make sure that you stop by the table out there. Popcorn is always available to you. You definitely want to stop and get a hot chocolate or something from the cafe. Student ministry is always represented in the lobby. But most of all, take a moment and fellowship with somebody. You'd be surprised someone stayed at home by themselves for Thanksgiving. So them being next to you today and praising next to you today and getting a high five or a hug from you really could change the course of their next week. So make sure that you don't just run out, but you high five, fist bump somebody and tell them it was good to be in service with you today. We're going to pray now. Father, we thank you for this day that you've made. We're rejoicing. We're glad. Thank you so much, God, for giving us a word to restore, to renew, to stir up, to revive, to make come alive inside of us. So, God, as we anticipate the rain, we walk out with great anticipation in thanksgiving, knowing that everything you spoke must come to pass because you're that type of God. We thank you for it now. God, until we come together again, would you keep us? Until we come together again, would you cause your face to smile upon us? Until we come together again, be God for us. In Jesus' name, we all say together, amen, amen. Make sure you fist bump somebody, hug somebody, let them know it's good to be with you this morning. Thank you for worshiping with me. Thank you for being my neighbors. If you visited for the first time, make sure you stop by the connection point on your way out. Volunteers, if you're here and you're here for volunteer orientation, you can head on down to the volunteer lounge and our team, our staff is there prepared to serve you. Thank you so much, World of Overcomers. We love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church/podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.